welcome you back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. Dan Canobio, Chris Algieri. He's back, baby. He's back in the flesh. You can only keep him down for so long before he returns. Chris, how does it feel to be back on Inside Boxing Live? Your vehicle, your program. Hey, we've how much I missed it. I mean, I mean, I missed I missed the week, and I'm like, I feel so out of the loop. I'm, I'm I thought you guys fired me. I thought I was gonna have to no. like beg for my job. No, we had Rob Tebbit fill in, um, our okay. British friend from Boxing News, nice. and he had a very funny line to start the show. He's like, Chris Algieri, model, you know, picture of health, uh, a specimen, and he still gets taken down. But me and Dan are here, the opposite, you know, bums, guts, can't even get through a DraftKings read. So what are we doing here? Why are you eating so well? Why don't you just eat like me and Rob? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna date ourselves here because, and I'm, I'm even older than old man Dan. But do you remember um, the Simpsons, Mister yes. Burns? Yes. There was a scene where he, he was like, there was all the, all the diseases were trying to get to the door at the same time, and they, and they couldn't. So he was still healthy when everyone else was sick. So that's what it is. That's you guys are is. like, you guys are like New York sewer rats. You're, mm. you're gonna live, like, or, or cockroaches. You're gonna last forever. But you're, you're feeling better. What was it? What was it like? I don't know how many details you want to get into it. So you put it on Instagram that you're eating steak got you through it, as course red blooded American. Is there anything that you want to share with us before we get into the topics? I mean, apparently it's going around. It's a wicked stomach flu. It had me down way longer than I expected. I had two days that I was like, I'm dying. Oh. And then I had two days that were like, this is terrible. And then like two days of being like, all right, this, this still sucks. But it was a long time. It was, it was, a, it was a six full days of, wow. of sickness. Um, and you know, listen, when, when, listen, I'm a nutritionist. When, when you have a stomach flu, there are certain foods you're supposed to eat. There's certain foods you're not supposed to eat. So I'm like, all right, easy digestible carbs, mm -hmm. carbs, 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 no protein, whatever. After day four, I'm like, this five, this is not working. Day six, I'm like, if if I'm gonna get sick, I might as well just eat some food that I want and I like. So I made myself a nice, nice short rib beef barbecue. Wow. Ate that. It must Next have been, day, I was 100. Amazing. That meal must have been legendary, generational uh, for you. It was just like you know, after five days of eating, basically just like baby food, baby food, like kid food, like kid food. Like I was Chicken eating like white fingers. rice, white bread. <laughs> Like not not even it was like it was like you know like white bread Ugh. it was like it was not fun buttered toast like buttered pasta I, I felt like a four year old but uh, that's then what I eat like when I have no food left steak. yeah it was like it was like college kid leftover yes, food exactly end of the month you're down you have no moment your meal plan is, is expended that's dude I'm a world champion I, I eat steak every day if I want speaking I of that like <laughs> you did lose weight like I think you can come back at 140 yeah everybody's been saying that like this week they're like bro you you been working out I'm like no. <laughs> Not, not at all. You can that finally, was a, that's another thing. That was a week of not working out at all. I did nothing physical. You that's can weird. Finally, for me. kick Broner's ass. Uh, he can't make whatever weight there. He's fighting at Broner weight. Gonna say. All right, Broner well, weight's like sixty-two. Happy you're you're better. Uh, we'll be in Vegas next week. Uh, crazy enough, you were in New York where we're gonna do a lot of content, but um, it happens, man. So happy you're you're here and talking about weight. That's a segue right there. Talking about losing weight, gaining weight. Terrence Crawford, we'll start here. Uh, reportedly offers Spence the rematch at 147 and not 154. This is according to Steven Nelson, who was the stablemate of Crawford. He got on Twitter and was divulging camp secrets. This has got people up in arms because you have the Spence contingent who says, you know what? You know, our guy Spence made concessions. Uh, to have to get this fight done, he gave up a lot of money on his side to have this fight at 147. Crawford, after the fight, said, I'll I'll do a rematch at 154. What's a man without his word? But if you look at the contract, this is a sport of contracts. Chris, you know this. You have signed contracts. You have tried to get out of contracts. 
The winner gets to dictate the weight. The loser got to put the rematch clause or put the rematch in, into place. Spence put the rematch into place. My thing is, why wouldn't Crawford go for 147? Why are you giving Spence an advantage? It's hand-to-hand combat. Thoughts? So why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he is because if he goes up to 54, they fight at 54, and he does the same thing to Spence, there's no question. Crawford's the better man. He's always been the better man. They, if he goes down to 40, if they fight at 47 again, there's always going to be that question mark. Well, I was weight drained. You know, all of Spence's squad has been saying it was the weight. It was the weight. It was the weight at 54. It's a different fight. So Crawford, if he, if he goes to 54 and beats him, man, you're the man you beat Spence no matter what. Um, there's, it puts that baby to rest. I mean, I think it does anyway, but still it, 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 it that that's, that's the mindset there. Also Crawford doesn't have to whittle himself down to 147, making 147 for him is not easy either. But the fact that he's trying to, well, let me, let me preface that actually the source. I'll believe this when I hear it from the horse's mouth. This, this uh, could be, you don't believe Nelson. He's I'm been, not saying I don't believe him. I'm been, just saying that I know that Crawford, even when it comes to, even when it comes from Crawford, he's got some gamesmanship to him, man. He, yeah. he, he, he likes to put out feelers, put out things on, on Twitter, on X, and he'll throw some stuff out there to get people talking. He likes messing with people. He likes messing with the public. Yeah. So that's another thing. So that, 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 that made me think of, uh, of it a little bit, but also, okay. So if you, if you get down to it, let's get down to brass tacks. If you, if, if Crawford wants to fight a 47, that means he doesn't want the fight. He's looking for bigger fish. He already got the big fish. Now he's looking for, the bigger fish. He's looking for that big, big money. Cause he, listen, he's got that guaranteed payday against Spence and likely he's going to beat him again. Um, 47 or 54, in my opinion, mm. but there could be potential fights with a Canelo. And as big as the money is for the Spence rematch, it's nothing like Canelo money. So he might be looking for something bigger. Could be Jamel Charlo, which is going to be bigger money than Spence. You think so? so? I, to, to me, what's that? You think of Spence, you think a Crawford Charlo fight will be bigger than a Spence Crawford rematch, rematch. even if yes. Crawford or even if, if Charlo loses to Canelo? I do. Okay. I do. I think I think that the the, the yes, thirst sir. for the rematch uh is is very low. I don't I don't know. I don't know I don't know who really wants to see that again. I mean, the first one's hard to watch. The only so, interest in the rematch was at one fifty four. Correct. That was the only correct. way you sell this to anyone. Right. So it, that and that's another thing. So if Crawford is even going to hurt his own bank account by saying, "Hey, we're going to have it at forty-seven, that means he doesn't want the fight, because that's the interest for the fight is going to be nil. You say he doesn't so want he, the fight because he's looking to make more money. I'm right. I what I think is hilarious is seeing people on social media saying, "Ducking." He's ducking it's, a it's, fight. It's media's favorite word, dude. Ducking a fight. From a guy he just pulverized is a is a brand new one. Listen, we've been around the sport for a long time, you and I. I'm in the trenches every day on X, on uh, Instagram, reading these comments. M- multiple, I'm seeing ducks. That's a first for me. How do you duck a guy that you just beat like a drum? That's how fans, short for fanatical. Boxing fans, all the way around. Boxing fans are some of the most spectacular, <laughs> most spectacularly dumb people. <laughs> they're dumb, but they're passionate. Yeah, passionately yeah. dumb. Spectacularly Fanatical, so. Fanatically, really into but listen, the sport. We're both boxing fans too. We are dumb. We're suckers. Dumb. We we just we fall for all the same stuff all over and over and over again. We're all gonna get excited about it no matter what. Yeah, if you just, follow the dumb. sport, We've... if you follow the sport on a daily basis, you are something wrong with you. Absolutely. You're sick. Oh, yeah. You're sick. You're a glutton for punishment. I uh, used to think that it, you know to be a pugilist, to be a fighter, you had to have something wrong with you. Now I've I've come to realize that even being a fan, no, the whole community is is a bunch of sickos. 
Yeah. When we go to sure. Vegas, we're under that tent. Weirdo, weirdo, weirdo. All of them. Mm-hmm. But we love, we love the people that tune in every week to watch us on Inside Boxing Live. But here's my counter to what you're saying. I 100% agree. Like, it's a way for Crawford to, one, get an advantage in the fight because he could probably make 147 better than Spence can. It's pretty clear. Definitely. Um, to get out of the fight, which we think will flop, but Crawford has a, a guarantee. He has a minimum that he's going to get paid. It will do as well as the first one that did around 700K. No. Maybe do even half of that. My counter to this is in this very same tweet from Stephen Nelson, who is the stable mate of, of Crawford. He goes, Crawford has his eyes on bigger. He has his eyes on Canelo. Canelo's at 168. Crawford has talked about wanting to go up there. Wouldn't it make sense for Crawford's next fight to be at 154? Kind of work your way up to 168, work your way up to Canelo. I understand Canelo's a smaller guy, but we've talked about this on the show too. It's a different type of of bulk that, that Canelo has. Well, what would you call it? Mature weight? Muscle maturity, yeah. Yeah, I, I learn stuff from you every week here on, on the show. Wouldn't it make sense if Crawford, if Crawford took the fight at 154, gradually work his way up, bigger weights? It's 35, man. Not that much time. Mm-hmm. The Canelo train's going by fast, bro. You got to jump on it. And 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 Crawford's looking to jump on it. He's trying to make that generational money. I don't blame him. And I don't think bulking up is going to help him against Crawford uh, against uh, Canelo anyway. He's going to have to go there and be a, a, a supreme master boxer. It's yeah. not going to be about size. It's not going to come down to that. It's going to come down to his ability to move those legs, stay away. Canelo's got slow feet. If, if Crawford can move for 12 rounds, where putting on extra weight's really not going to help him. He just got to be able to deal with the power and explosion of of Canelo and not get hit, and also get enough respect with his own, you know, appreciable and 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 respectable power. But yeah, I, I don't think the size is going to matter. So I don't think taking time to to build into the weight class or grow into the weight class is, is going to happen. He did that at welterweight. He did that in order mm-hmm. to beat Spence. He needed that in order to beat Spence. I don't think he needs that in order to beat Canelo. Size doesn't matter, Chris Algieri. Clip that, Ryan. In this case, how about another hypothetical here, Spence? Let's say Spence beat Crawford in the same way Crawford beat Spence. What were we talking about when we heard about this announcement from PBC and Canelo, right? We, me and you did a reaction video. You were drinking a margarita. You were happy. I was happy because we knew we were going to get some big fights. One of the three fights we were wishing for was Canelo-Spence. Yep. So who's to say Spence, with the same language that's in the contract right now, would not have done this to Crawford? This is boxing. Oh, yeah. You need every advantage you can get. Who's not to say that, that Spence would say, you know what, we're doing the rematch at 147. It's a tactical play, like I just said, and it's also a, a play inside of the ring. And you know what, like, uh, I want Canelo. I mean, the the general public wants it. Uh, if Spence won that fight, he would have been number one. Or actually, Dan, I think it would be the opposite. So I think if, so, so if, if Spence was the guy to get the win at 47, at the rematch, you go, we're going to do it at 54. I already beat you. I beat you in your weight class. Now you're going to come to mine. I'm going to beat you there. You think you would have done that? His. It could have been a way to not to get out. Like you said, it could have been a way to get out of the fight in order to get the Canelo, which is what I think it looks like that what Crawford's trying to do. Well, it's pretty. I think it's very clear what Crawford's trying to do. I mean, it, yeah. it, this obviously was was put into the contract afterwards. Remember the first time through, uh, the the talks broke down. Crawford didn't have the correct representation. He had that hedge fund guy. It's very clear that Crawford got himself a good advisor. I don't know who it is, and they went back to the drawing board and they hatched up this plan for the rematch that I think benefited both guys. And I think both guys would have done this. I think both guys would have figured out a way uh, to go up and get more money. They're both around the same age. I I just think there's a lot of tribalism in boxing, uh, um, a lot of fandom 
Uh, there are people on Spence's side that are just straight up pissed at Crawford. Like, this is what I'm talking about. This guy, no wonder he didn't get big fights. He's he doesn't operate in good faith. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't. Um, you know, the, he always looking to wait, get out of fights. He's not looking to make fights. You know, Crawford got the chance from Spence. He should give him the fight at 154. Okay, that's great, but it's in a contract. A contract yep. is a contract. Some, Spence signed off on it, whether he wanted to or not. Whether he wants to take credit, like he talked about all. During those the lead up in the in the press conferences, I made this fight happen. Literally up until the last day uh, at the weigh in, right at the weigh in, or shaking shook his hand and he said, "Look around, Spence." This was Spence at the Crawford. This is all happening because of me. So it was very clear Spence was wanted everyone to know all the concessions that he made. But one of the things in this contract was it could potentially it's up to the the winner to dictate the weight, which I think whoever put that in there is very very brilliant. Yeah, that was a very fair move, and it was one of the most rational things I've ever seen in a boxing contract. And that was, that was, I thought that was really cool. Uh, it was an interesting caveat to this whole, this whole discussion, this whole event, but yeah, no, I mean, listen, it, these, these guys talking about good faith. Welcome to boxing. Oh God. It, yeah. this, there's no, but there's What's not good thing? faith in boxing. We, t- we talk about it all the time. This is the best sport in the world. It is the absolute worst business. Yep. And if it's not on paper, forget it. Yeah. Forget it. it might as well, might as well be in the wind. What do you think is going to happen? Um, gun to your head. Crawford is fighting who in December or January? And at what weight? I think you I think you might I think you might actually sit out. Sit out. I think that would be horrible yeah. for us. Yeah, it would be. It'll it would be, be interesting to see if Crawford if the if if Spence doesn't take it, does Crawford go up to one fifty four? Because that kind of makes him look silly. Or does he defend his undisputed titles at one forty seven? But that's the thing. If he stays at one forty seven, there's boots waiting, there's Stanionis. Like these are fights that we've talked about a lot on the show that that are not really they're yeah they're winnable they're but they're not for. big they're not huge no they're not what he's looking for not what he's looking for so I think Crawford obviously called their bluff and now we're gonna see what Crawford does if it's not Spence I think if he doesn't fight Spence next I think his his next fight is at 154 and Crawford doesn't care what anyone thinks anyway about him so he might just be like yeah I'm doing it at 154 against uh, you know a Zoo or a Mendoza or Fundora or some or anyone at 154. I think it's all going to come down to what happens next week. We got we got Charlo Canelo next mm. week. Canelo Charlo, excuse me, next week. You know, in in ten days from now we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna be on the other side of that fight. True. And that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna give us something. You know, are we, are we going to see a, a Charlo upset? And now we got a whole new thing to discuss, or are we going to see what's what's most likely going to happen? And Charlo loses, and then he's got options to to go back down. He's got he could he could go right into the the, the Crawford fight, right off of the Canelo fight, which would be back to back massive fights, big big money. With Charlo, um, yeah, with Charlo and and going right right to a Crawford fight, which is a that's a big fight. I don't that's know if really there's a fight. rematch clause in the Canelo Charlo deal. I have to look that up. I'm sure it's unilateral if it is. Yeah, if Charlo defeats Canelo, there's 100 percent going to be a rematch. Yes. But Which, if I'm Charlo, I I would I would want that. Cool, we'll fight again. Fight him again. You fight him ten more times if you could. Yeah. But as long as that money, that's the that's the main, it's the cash cow. Interesting stuff. It's all intertwined. This is why I love um, Crawford calling out a Canelo, and 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 a lot of people look downgraded, but. There's a way to connect 147 all the way up to 168 right now, and all four of the guys were on the pound for pound list. Um, I don't know where you have Spence, so that's intriguing. That's fun to me. Uh, it lends itself to some fun discussions. Um, Big Bang Zhang, our boy, came to the office two weeks ago. Thumb wrestled Justin Pennick uh, once again. Um, again? Yeah. 
Oof. They got a rivalry going on now, Here's huh? something hilarious. Someone on Big Bang Zhang's team, not the Lane brothers, slipped Pennick a 20 and said, don't Take win. Don't win. Welcome That's the most box. boxing thing ever. Most boxing thing ever. Pennick came up to me. a cigar in his mouth? Yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, come over here. They're in a like shadowy alley. Like Pennick came over and he's like, yo, one of the guys gave me $20 to, to lose. And I was crying laughing. I couldn't get over that. And he, he Panic looked shocked, and I was to me, it was just like, he, yeah, that's boxing. You should have went to Panic, asked for forty next I, time. I said that, 40. and also I said, where's my cut? Right. Like yeah, I want three well, percent of that. Your next three pers- fights. You gotta, you know, kick back to the big man. Come that's on. how boxing works. Like everyone gets paid for for years everyone on end. Everyone gets for a years work. on end. I, I own Panic, and and likewise. Uh, so Big Bang Zhang is facing Joe Joyce this weekend. It is the rematch of their first fight. Probably doesn't need a rematch. The rematch clauses are part of boxing. Uh, Zhang was just unbelievable against Joyce in the first fight with a simple one-two. It's all you need when you're that big and you're that effective and your opponent cannot get out of the way of a left hand. It was Zhang's left just closing the eye of Joe Joyce. Dominant performance, a huge upset at the time. I believe, I got to check DraftKings uh, to see who exactly is the favorite. I believe Zhang is a slight, slight favorite. But I'm excited. You know, there hasn't been a lot of big fights. Hasn't been a lot of big fights in the last couple of weeks. We went a full, like, Mexican uh, weekend without a major fight. I know that Zapata um, fought last week, and we're going to touch on that next. But Zhang versus Joyce, I like this fight. Even We're well, going to see if Joyce makes adjustments because I think Zhang is going to fight the same way until he's done fighting, and that's Southpaw stance 1-2. So will that's, Joyce make the adjustments, Chris? Listen, I, I like this fight the first time. I like it this time. I had a lot of fun watching it the first time. You got like those two big guys, two bigger guys. Like they're massive. Seeing him in the ring, it's almost comical. Like you're looking at two juggernauts, even though that's you know that's Joyce's name, but like you're looking at two giant human beings that are just throwing bombs at each other. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this fight. As long as it lasts, it's gonna be good. Um, I actually think it's gonna be more competitive than last time, but it's gonna be the same result. How is it more competitive? Think... How does that like what has to happen? Joyce needs to come in at his more natural weight. He doesn't need to be so lean. He doesn't need to be so light. He needs to be a super heavyweight. He's mm. fighting another big man. Um, he's got to avoid that left hand. He's got, <laughs> and he's got to, he's got to fight at a better fa- at better pace. better pace. He fought at Zhang's pace last time. That's one thing about Zhang. We've seen him fade in fights. His yeah. gas tank can 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 hurt him at times. The Ergovich fight. He um. Well, he didn't he, have like he kidney failure. Lulls. That was a different was that? fight. That was another he, another fight. His kidneys just straight up failed. Well, that was, that was Jerry Forrest. That, that was, was that's why everyone fight. everyone's like really was really down on Jang. But he he just had a bad night. He was very dehydrated fighting in Miami. Um, but the Ergovich fight, I think, put, should have put that all to rest because that was a high output fight with another very very talented guy. And there was ebbs and flows in that fight, and it looked like there were times where Jang was going to kill over, but then he he roared back. Um, so <laughs> totally that's the thing. Him. You got to you have to set a pace on Jang. And Joyce didn't do that, and which is funny because Joyce is a, is a pace guy, which is why I was predicting him to win the first fight. Um, he's a pace guy, and he's super durable. Um, he had no pace. He looked flat, and he could not get it away with the left hand. So if he's going to be in this fight and at least make it competitive for a little while, he's got to set a faster pace, and he's got to get out of the way of that left hand. The issue with that is Shang's also got a right hook. He's got a really sneaky, yeah. sharp check hook that he throws in the Southern Urkovich fight. It's sneaky. It's a really, It's a really... Good punch, man. It's really hard to see. He throws a he throws it with you as the guy throws the right hand. He dips his head offline and whoop and whips that little that little check hook in there. It's a nice shot. I thought that was actually going to be the punch against against Joyce the first time, but he didn't need to even go to that. The left hand couldn't miss. So, 
but I still think it's going to be a good fight. This is Rock'em Sock'em Robots with these two. Hey, this is my heavyweight championship. We're not getting the heavyweight fights we want, so let's get the, let's start celebrating the heavyweight fights we're getting. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think Joyce needs to survive the first four rounds. And then... Without take, taking so much damage. Right, without taking he'll, so he'll much damage. He'll get there, but he needs to not get his face smashed open. Right, his eye can't be closed at the start of round five. He has to survive the first four rounds. Even if you lose two two of them, lose three of them, just don't have that eye closed. Don't get too much punishment. And like you said, take Zhang into deep waters, and then that's and your best chance to win. Up. I still think yep. Zhang will win. He is a slight favorite, plus 105. This is pretty much a pick em fight. I'm putting my money down on Zhang. I, I just yep. think he's got a ton of momentum right now. I think Joyce, I wouldn't say overrated, but... He was getting a lot of hype after the Parker fight. You know, he is 38, 38 years old himself. I understand heavyweights. Age. Remember, I was not high on him, and I you know. kept telling me on Joyce. You kept telling me on Joyce. Yeah, but that the Parker, Parker fight happened, and I was like, you know what? This guy's this guy. He's got something. He's yeah. got something. He's got something, and it got quickly taken away. So the doubters are are saying, like, listen, uh, you know, Joyce is a creation of the media. Uh, he's a creation of a a small pool at heavyweight. Uh, he's just been fighting a lot. He's funny. He kind of has a cool profile. Joyce, I think a lot of people count him out. Um, but I do think Zhang just has a lot of moment- momentum uh, going right now. I love this fight. I- I- I'm I'm pumped for it. Um, we're not getting a lot of heavyweight fights at the moment. With Tyson Fury, not not that I want to bring him up on the show. Ronnie shakes his head almost immediately. We're training him very well over here. Um, I am watching at home with the Furies, but I'm I'm separating the two Furies. There's a million Furies, number one. That he has like 45 kids. He just had another kid. You see that? Good for him. Another for one. Him. Get, get, get that champion gene out there. Well, he, he went on. Uh, he also went on Barstool's Sunday conversation with Caleb Presley. It's one of the best things Barstool puts out, not to talk about our competitor. But he went on and he, re, he reiterated the seven times a day. Choking the chicken. I don't know where I'm going I mean, the proof's in the pudding. The, guy, the guy's putting out kids, too. So, obviously... You know, it got, took a he's weird got that, uh, He's the got what? it. What? The what? Huh? Tyson Fury famously masturbates seven times a day. He said it a few years ago and it made its rounds. But then he said it on Sunday Conversation with Caleb Presley and it now it made the rounds again. Didn't know that. Chokes the chicken. Okay. That's what he said. That's, that's a, that, talk about dating yourself. Choking the chicken. Our young listeners don't even know that. That's means. what he said on the show. He's, well, he's yeah, he's he's my age too. So. He said it. He he no, he's thirty five. He looks like he's fifty. He has the disposition of a fifty five. Oh, so he's your age. Can you do a Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury accent? Come on, seven times a day, choke the chicken. Come on, <laughs> dude, that's him. I watched the, I watched the show on Netflix. It's hilarious. I have to separate the two because I find myself laughing at the show. I watch it with the girl, and she loves it. Now listen, as a personality, he's great. great. As a current heavyweight world champion, right. he sucks. Yeah, because Maria's <laughs> like, why don't you like him? I was like, he's tra- he's not giving us the fights we want. He's, because yeah. He's ruining what we know, yes. what we need. <laughs> he's, he's defacing our beautiful sport. No, the, the one of the episodes, it's when he was calling out. Remember when he gave um, Joshua 48 hours to accept like all these terms? That's what they're talking about. Then he ultimately settles on fighting uh Dillian White or something last year. One of his two horrible fights that no one wanted to watch. My point, a big roundabout way, is we're not getting the fights we want. Fury is, uh, he's just in an interview. He's obviously getting ready for Nganu, and he's saying, oh, after this fight, I want to do a Hollywood movie, and I'm going to fight John Jones. 
And the what yeah. about Usyk? He's like, what about him? What about Joshua? He's like, they, he called Joshua a bum or a, he's a, the janitor that sweeps up the gym. He didn't, he didn't use the Dosser term. That's he's, been he's his. past that. Past, he's, 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 he's off, off the Dosser. Point being, let's start watching the heavyweights that want to fight, like the Usyk's of the world. Uh, Zhang, who I think is in a great, great shot to get some big fights. Joyce seems like a guy that always wants to give it a go. Wilder, Ruiz, Fury. Joshua, I'm not, I can't even put in that class. Joshua is at least fighting people. But it looks like Joshua yeah. Wilder, believe it or not, I, I know you're, you're just going to be a shock to many, that that Saudi money is not happening. Not real. Not real. It's real. It's out there. I just don't think they not, want not, to spend not on for it. What they, not for what they said. They dangled that carrot. Right. They did, so that fight is falling apart right before our eyes. But Joshua at least is staying active. It's not the fights we want to see him in. Um, unless you are into watching Joshua fight a juiced up Robert Hellenius or Jerry Forrest or a Franklin Franklin. I heavyweight division is a freaking mess, but this weekend we have a fun one. Uh, did you watch last week? Um, while you were going through the stomach problems, William Zepeda dominates Marcito Hesta as only William Zepeda can Chris 618 yep. punches in 16 minutes, an average of 103 thrown per round. 53% accuracy with the power shot, over 40% accuracy with his total punches, 27% accuracy with his jab. Um, he is really, really fun to watch. What is his ceiling? Who's next? Because I think, I don't know if I can watch another fight of him just bludgeoning guys. Yeah, I mean, I think any other weight class, he's a world champion right now. Mm. But he's in a super stacked division. I don't think he beats any of those top guys. The Shakurs, the Javantes, um, the Haney's. Uh, I would like to see him. Listen, him and Isaac Cruz. Woo! That's a fun fight. That's a fun fight right there. I like think that. that would be, uh, you know, he, he's so overwhelming. And obviously, like, those numbers are very impressive. Hey, listen, Hesta, Hesta's been around a very long time. We've never really seen him blown out. Um, you know, he's been scraping by lately because, you know, he's an older guy, but he's still capable. For him to get blown out with numbers like that, that's that's really impressive, even, you know, even even at this stage of his career for Zepeda for, um, beat Zepeda beat Gesta better than Ryan Garcia did. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, listen, Zepeda's a nightmare to fight. He's all over you. And he throws a ton of punches. He's got decent power. It's not like he's a feather-fisted guy. Well, he breaks you down. He beats you up. He looks to get you out of there. Um, I haven't seen anything but a good chin from him. I haven't seen, you know, that. I haven't seen him really get checked yet. But also at the same time, like, doesn't he hasn't seen me he's been deterred by anyone thus far. Um, but I do want to see him with those upper echelon guys. I think he beats everybody in the weight class that's just below, um, you know, those tip-top guys. He famously declined a fight with Shakur Stevenson. Um, after the fight, he said in perfect English, I want Devin Haney. Mm -hmm. Devin Haney's not at 135 anymore. So there are some things that you just roll your eyes at, general boxing things after a fight, what fighters say. Nobody wants to fight Shakur, though, Dan. We'll get Nobody to that in a second. Nobody wants to fight Shakur. We'll get to that. Uh, but um, Zapata is ranked second by the WBA. I know we don't like to acknowledge all these sanctioning bodies. He's top 10 in every in every organization. The WBA is his highest at two. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. What, rightfully so of us not talking about them? No, about him being or in both. the top 10 both. of our ranking. Yeah, yeah both. both. But yeah. yeah. He's, so he's two with the WBA. And the reason I bring this up is because Haney is jumping up to 140. He already has one belt gone. That's a WBC belt, 135, which Shakur is now fighting 
Los Santos for. So that means that Gervonta Davis is going to get elevated to regular champion at WBA via email. That's a whole slice of irony right now, right there. The email champion of 2023 could be Gervonta Davis. So that means that Zapata is going to move up a rung, and Cruz is number one. Cruz is probably going to fight Gervonta. Zapata, if he wants to go the route of forcing his way into a title fight with a Javante Davis, it would be through the WBA. That would be a fun fight. Um, a Shakur fight would be fun. Anything he makes for a fun fight because we need to see, number one, is he going to throw that volume at a Javante Davis, who best counterpuncher arguably in boxing? Is he going to land those punches on a Shakur Stevenson at 135? There's George Camposos out there. There's uh, who else? some other names here. Isaac Cruz that you brought up that you liked. Jermaine Ortiz, probably not going to get that fight because he's with top rank. Zapata's in a, in a good spot. I want to see him fight bigger fights. I think he's like 28 years old. Um, so that's what happened last weekend. It wasn't exactly a very, very busy weekend in, in boxing. Uh, you brought up Shakur. Shakur did a, a podcast, most uh, million dollars worth of game. Are you familiar with that pod? I am not. Okay. Um, Shakur went on it. And he made some good points, and he made some some questionable points. Uh, since the last time you went on the show, Chris, it's been a few weeks. Uh, Shakur is now fighting Edwin De Los Santos. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that fight? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Right. Edwin De Los Santos. Um, he's he's on a good run right now. Yes, he is. His only loss is to William Foster Jr. by split decision a couple years back, and we actually just had him on our air on Pro Box. That kid's super good. Um, and that was a very close fight. Probably could have gone either way, but, uh, he looked really good. He fought Joseph Adorno and he fought Joe Joe's at 135, where Joe really belongs. He's been actually campaigning at 140. He gave Elvis Rodriguez all he can handle at 140, yep. which is impressive. Joe can punch Joe's durable. Um, and I've never seen him dominated the way that Edwin Bro, Santos did. He boxed his ears off, boxed his ears off. He looked wildly impressive to me. Boxing skills, good power, conditioning. He had it all that night. So, and yeah, then he I mean, knocked is this out. the fight he knock we out? He knocked out two guys in a row. He knocked out... Um, he knocked out a big, a big, not a bigger name. I had it last week. It's Valenzuela, Valenzuela. For, for PBC. What about meeting, Valenzuela. But, yeah. And then he knocked out another undefeated kid right before that or Surging. right after that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's on a, he's on a, he's on a tear right now. And I, from what I saw in that Adorno fight, he's really come into his own in terms of what he is as a pro. So I don't hate the fight. It's not the fight we want. It's not the fight anybody wants, but we need Shakur Stevenson to be active, man. And yeah. if this is the guy that's going to step in, don't hate it. I think, I think I want to see what he can do. And unless David Santos is coming to win, he's not, he's not going to be like shh, in awe of Shakur Stevenson. He's going to come. He might not be able to hit much, but he's going to try. Yeah, I, I I talked about this last week. I, I like the fight, like where I said this is a pro Shakur Stevenson show. I know he's getting dragged every which way now, simply for wanting fights. For what? Or, a lot of things. Mostly the the seventy five twenty five Haney offer is being thrown back. Yeah, in his we face. we spoke about that a little bit on air. It's been it's getting thrown back in his face. We talked about it. I said he should have took the fight. Yeah. You said the same thing. Yeah, we too. talked about it. Yeah. So that yeah. I'm not like defending Shakur for not doing it. You asked that. me if I would have took it. Yeah. I would have took it. Exactly. <laughs> and uh he went on this podcast uh this week and he pretty much insinuated that there was like thirty million dollars in the pot for a undisputed fight against Haney. Which seems high. Um That's yeah, I'd and be with, surprised. And with the seventy five twenty five split, Haney was gonna make twenty four million and Shakur was gonna get the six the, seven range and Shakur was like I'm not I no that's ridiculous why is Haney making that much more um you know it's a top rank fight is we're both top rank fighters it's it that's ridiculous 
it's still more than Shakur would ever make, but his problem seems to be like Haney getting that much of the line share. Which yeah, don't don't look at your opponent's bank account. That's it, a lot. I saw all those still, comments. It's, it's still a six seven million dollar payday, bro. Like that's that's a lot of money. Um, and and with a win, there's way more coming. And uh, you know, I know that I know that's a a tough way to look at it. And I, I know a guy like Shakur doesn't really have to think like that. But if I'm coming from where I'm coming from as as a fighter. Like I didn't have any opportunities. I just had to take everyone that was, and I had to always think like, all right, I got I, this is going to get me to the next step. This is going to every 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 fight for me was going to get me to the next rung. I couldn't look ahead because there was no future. My future was built by by my my foot my my right foot in front of my left foot. Mm. So very different situation for me. So for me saying that I would have done it. It's not the same thing. I'm not the same thing as Shakur. Right. But you you understand the irony here of Shakur being upset at Frank Martin for not taking the split and him not taking the split. And it happened yeah. in like a month span, two month span. A guy that now is being branded as the boogeyman of boxing right now, which is Shakur Steven, a guy, the most duck fighter, the most avoided fighter. But you had an offer from Devin. I don't know how real that offer even was because look at Haney. He didn't even defend. He's not fighting at 135 anymore. He's just gave up one of his titles. He's like that was mandated 75-25, and now he's fighting for for Haney's vacant belt. One of the many things going on in the sport right now. Um, before we say goodbye, Chris, did you see this? Sports Pod Group has uh, nominated us for best combat sports podcast for the second year in a row. Whoa! I, we, I mean, that's not really surprising. If we got it for the first first year, come on. We are going up against some heavy hitters, Ariel Helwani, uh, Chris Mannix, the IFL TV podcast, George Groves, the darker side of boxing. Never watched that. Um, Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell, Morning Combat, our boys. Love those guys. But our enemies now. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, this is, see, see we're, dude, we're here now. Well, I'm here now. I am I am friends and enemies with all the same people. <laughs> Colleagues. Different when you're for media, you. that's that's what it is. It's different for yeah. You have to get used to like I've been I've been going after the Mannixes of the world and the Brian Campbells of the world. That's like you when you're at one forty looking or one forty seven looking at the who the names. Provodnikov, Pacquiao. I'm looking at Mannix. I'm looking at you, yeah. Campbell. Coming for you. You're doing you're doing the, the Rocky picture on the mirror. You've got it's, I have all the nerves. Mannix's face, you've got Luke Campbell. I actually like Luke. Campbell. Ariel Hawani. I like Ariel too. Ariel's my boy. Ariel has helped you don't have me. To, you don't listen. You don't. I, I said this about Manny Pacquiao. You don't have to mate the man to destroy the man. You true. need to get ahead of him. We got to win. Everyone, go out and vote. I'm going to put it in our social media. Um, and the description of this video. Description in the in, on YouTube. Um, some winners only. We got to win. I, I kind of. I don't like that they kind of like put them all into one. It's just a combat sport, so it's wrestling podcast. This MMA podcast, like Ariel, that's Wani's. tough because the MMA, the MMA population is really big. It's huge, and they're like crazy. Like M like Ariel Hawani's been doing it for like fifteen years in Morning Combat, but it just I hate to say this. Yeah, but this shows you line. how fast we're moving. That's what bro. I mean. Like I hate to be cliche. Just happy to be nominated. No, no, hell no. I hate no. that. We're line. here to win. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy to not. Like yeah, of course we got recognized. I mean that's that's first step in foot in the door. Right. You know, getting ranked. You know, as part of it, you got to get you got to get ranked in order to get to right. get to the title shot. Mm. But that's what we're here for. Anything else this weekend? You're on the call, right? You'll be in uh, Pro Box, and you have a zone. Richardson Hitchens versus Jose Zepeda. I like that fight. 
I like that five. Two Hitchens two old sparring partners of mine. Two two buddies of mine. We think Hitchens is going to win, right? I mean, Hitchens is uh, he's streaking, and I think that this fight was made for a reason. I think Zapata is where he's at at this point of his career. I think he's he's becoming a test for guys. You know, he had his he had his. I mean, he had so many title shots, right? He always fell short. Yeah, that last one against Pro Gray came back with a win recently. Trying to get back to it, and then Hitchens is having an amazing run Hitchens these last couple win. fights. Do you think he can knock him out? Because I'm I'm trying to put my parlay together. I haven't done one in a while. I'm obviously picking Zhang. Zhang and Hitchens yeah. money line gets you plus one sixteen. That's just overview. I'm just looking at it over like quick. I haven't looked at the actual methods of victory. Can Hitchens it's knock out? How much Zapata has left? He went he went eleven with Progre. Yeah, he's a, so he can survive rounds. Hitchens, no, he's terrible. I mean, he's been around a long time. He's got 40 right. plus yeah. pro fights. I mean, Hitchens isn't exactly like, you know, he's not Javante Davis. I mean, he's a, no, a technical no, he's fighter. not a puncher by any means. Great sharp boxer, um, breaks guys down, doesn't take chances, you know, yeah. so that kind of lowers his, you know, KO percentage. Um, he's really big for the weight class, though. You know, physically, he cuts a lot, he cuts a lot of weight and he's, he's big, he's long. So he's a difficult guy to deal with. And Zapata's not. Zapata's not a real 40 pounder. Never has been. So Zhang by, Zhang by KO. Parlayed with Hitchens money line plus two hundred five. Okay, that's my play this weekend. I, I'm I'm wondering. I almost got a funny feeling that Jang's going to go the distance. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. I I I, I feel like it's going to be competitive. I th- I feel like this is the fight that the first fight should have been. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Joyce just shit the bed the first fight. I don't know if he's. I I think he might show up this time. Awesome weekend of fights. Uh, home games for you. Florida, um, I will be watching the fights this weekend, and then we all will converge on Las Vegas, Nevada, without Ronnie. Ronnie, you're not coming, bro. Why do you guys have to remind me? We have Alex oh. Grapp coming with us. We have to, we have to break in another producer. Sending one of my best guys. Uh, I love Alex. Ronnie works with him very closely. He says he's a good guy. Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be distracted by the bright lights of Las Vegas? He is a gambler. He's a gambler. He is a gambler. So we're not gonna we're not gonna even see him. Uh, I don't care what he does after. By week we're gonna put out. We're gonna produce no content. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be nothing. Put out would, would not be happy with that. I don't care what he does until after eight p.m. As long as he gets the the content out, because we have so much great content coming your way. Listen, I'll set him straight. Is is he thirty yet? Is he under thirty? He's under thirty. That's a problem, Chris. But he's Yikes. he's on the cusp. Has he been to Vegas before? He has. He, that's that's a plus. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a plus. Alex Grapp. That's a plus. So three Vegas trips, we've had three producers. We had Dre. That's we got we got to we got to train new people every time. I I we had a sit down yesterday, me, Ronnie, and Alex, and it felt like I was like talking to us, my son, like <laughs> teaching him like what to do, what not to do. Listen, we're gonna be getting a lot of running gun content. Mm. You know, late nights, early mornings. Just tell your steak dinners. Tell these fighters those, not to have fights. Dude, when those. I'm busy. Sorry, Ronnie, go ahead. No, I was just saying, tell your fighters not to have fights when I'm busy, because then I can just be the Well, guy. you're always busy. Well, you know. So we're gearing up to play Blitzball, Billy's Sports Bar in the Bronx. Anyone watching that lives in the New York metro area, Saturday, October, f- Sunday, October 1st, will be at Billy's Sports Bar in the Bronx. Playing Billy's in the Bronx. Playing Blitzball, man. Playoffs. The playoffs, uh, I need a win. We have a live stream on Thursday. Mm. I've been struggling at the plate, Chris. Do you have any... Advice? 
dude, it's all about your focus, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on at home. I don't know what you're, what you, you got to leave it at the door, bro. You got to leave it at the, it door at the, when at the you warehouse. Get to the leave it. Oh, I'm pitching the, fine. The... I can't hit a lick. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's up here, man. It's all up here. Mm. You, you got the physicality. Do I? Have problems at home? You having problems at home? No problems at home. Home is great. <laughs> I can't hit these you problems at work. No, I'm, I'm loving it, loving it here. I don't Boxing know. Boxing got you down? Is that what it is? Yeah, I've been. That's a lifelong. <laughs> is, it, is it the heavyweight problem. division, Dan? Is it the heavyweight division? Is that what you're thinking about the plate? At the plate, I'm like, why won't Fury fight anyone? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you gotta up your 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 choking the turkey out a little more. Choking the turkey. Oh, that's what I. Maybe say. no, 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 no. You're probably not doing it enough. <laughs> exactly. You gotta now, up. You gotta up. The I don't even want to say what is on. Come my on, mind. rookie numbers. Rookie numbers, man. Up I them. did think about. Thir- I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Third last Thursday, I made a decision. Oh no. <laughs> And I, Dan, what about what about help. a little what about a little supplement routine? I've mm. been floated that to some of the guys here. And I go down I, to Florida. Uh, I know, I know, I know a guy. I go down to Florida. Who was A Rod's guy? Tony Bosch. Yeah, Biogenesis. What, what's he up to now these days? I need a cousin. Listen, a mutual here. friend of ours was just in Tijuana, so <laughs> okay. we might Irving? have some nice fresh Mexican subs. I just out of help. Yeah, I would love help. to do PEDs. I would love to be on testosterone, oh, clofenamine. Uh, all of them, so I can throw 110 miles an hour, hit everything. I don't know why you wouldn't. Is there drug testing? No. No. I think we need one. We think we, the Blitzball League needs a drug scandal, okay. and I'm ready to be that guy. Be the face. Of I'm ready the to be the A Rod of. Blitzball. I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be the doctor. I'll be okay. the. I'll be the Victor Conti Balco. Yeah, you're the Victor Conti here, and it's not so much about. I can throw the ball pretty hard. It's the recovery. The next yeah, well, two days, my body's we, killing. That's me. why you do the drugs. That's why you do the drugs. PEDs. Yeah, we'll be at Billy's on Sunday, October 1st, yes. in person. Warehouse Games production will feature two semifinal games, maybe even more games. We're talking about adding more games. Uh, followed by a championship game, Blitzball will take place Sunday, October 1st, 11 a.m. We have early access uh, tickets for $100. This gets you in Billy's an hour early. You can meet old man Dan. You can shake Jake's hand. He went uh, one round with Algeri. You get a Blitzball t-shirt. You get an event badge. Um, and you also get put into a uh, raffle to get into content. I think that's one of the coolest things we're offering. Yeah. So buy the $100 uh, early access. It's well worth it. Um, if not, you spend 30 that just gets your regular general admission, which that all ages. would be fun. All ages. Families. I know it is a bar, but we have all ages. So go to shopjohnboy.com. Um, shop.johnboymedia.com. Visit the link in the description to buy your tickets. We'll see you at Billy's. Good show, Chris. We're happy to have you back in the fold. Stay off. Good the to be toilet. alive and well. Stay off. The- I was. It was. It was touch and go there for a minute. It's very. I was rattled. I'm not gonna lie. Like you're Superman to me. And to see you yeah, down. Courtney, Courtney said that when we had our meeting yesterday. She was like, "Yeah, Dan was really worried about you." I was like, no, fine. "I am a good friend. I, I'm not yeah. used to seeing you down. So I'm happy to see you back." Yeah, that was that was that was rough, man. I appreciate it though. Thank you. We'll see you next week, everyone. Protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. Stay out of the DMs unless you have PEDs for me.